Despite the abuse one woman had to endure as a child, she went on to become an amazing mother herself and is living life to the fullest. I wanted to make sure that you are aware going into this episode that we discuss the sensitive topic of child abuse. You're listening to Rock Your Kindness, a new podcast presented by Love What Matters and dedicated to highlighting incredible stories surrounded by kindness. I'm your host, Tracy Farron, author, speaker, cancer thriver, and online creator. But what I really love to do is inspire others to be kinder to themselves and those they encounter. Because you never know how your kindness can change the trajectory of not just your life, but the life of another. My childhood was filled with a large amount of trauma. There's no way to sugarcoat that. And I'm very open about talking about it to raise awareness and also really let people know that you can have a life, a beautiful life, if you survive that, if you make it through everything you experience and go through. And really for me, it was one of those things that is really hard to talk about. And I know so many people that I've been able to connect with in social media that are survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. It's such a horrible thing to happen, but sharing your story, there is no more power than anything but that like to share the story and talk about it and let people know that these things do happen right under their noses and that there's nothing to be shameful about a padlock that was a part of my childhood it is a core memory for me other children had dolls dump trucks and wooden rocking horses in their childhood and while for me i had a padlock on my door Not to keep anyone out, but to keep me in. Away from the bathroom, away from the kitchen, I was put away, locked away actually. I was locked away in my bedroom where urine soaked the corner bedroom floor, where endless hours passed and no matter how much I cried to be let out, no one was coming. I was raised by people who should have never reproduced. For the years I was in their care, I have endless memories of how I almost didn't make it to the next day. There was a day when I had a family member picking me up to go see the movie Snow Dogs at our local theater. I remember being so incredibly excited about not only the movie, but eating popcorn and having some treats. That day, I remember getting up, putting my clothes on, and waiting to go. The wait would be a while since the movies weren't till the afternoon. Something you need to know is my biological mother had an incredibly bad temper, which I would see more than ever before on this day. You see, I needed to eat lunch before to be able to go to the movies that day, which honestly was fine because most days I was starving and could eat anything. My mother had made fish sticks and crinkle french fries, which were always served with fruit punch in a Disney glass cup. I remember watching cartoons on the television while I waited for my lunch to be ready. As soon as my lunch was ready, I hurried up and ate as fast as I could. The only problem was there was too much food on my plate and I honestly could not eat one more bite. I had an extremely full stomach. I remember telling my mother this and as soon as I told her, I regretted saying anything. I remember wishing I would have just stuffed the food in my jean pockets. She neither accepted nor cared that my stomach was full. So my mom 
almost every lunch and supper was almost the exact same thing. It was fries that were crinkled and fish sticks and the odd time like bun that was like cut in half with butter. It was always that way. And I remember being so incredibly full, which was very, very rare for the living situation. And I just simply didn't want to finish what was on my plate. I was full. And I remember thinking kind of as soon as I told her I was full, the red flags went up in my head like, you should have never said that. You should have took the food and stuffed it in your overalls. Like, why would you say that? And that was always something throughout my whole childhood with my biological parents, both my mom and dad is saying something and instantly regretting it and kind of realizing after that I shouldn't have said anything. And that day, just simply saying that I was full and that I didn't want any more was really all it took for my mom to get upset. My mom had an incredibly short temper, the littlest thing. I used to tell people that if the wind blew the wrong way, everyone was in trouble. So that day, she didn't want to hear what I had to say. And as quick as I told her that I was full, I was down on the ground. She was on top of me. My face was embedded into the carpet and there was less air in the room. And people don't understand how at such a young age, I would know that I just couldn't breathe. I simply could not breathe. I could not gasp or get anything in quicker because every time I went to gasp, she was shoving food down my throat and she was on top of me. She was a very large woman. And the scariest part about all of that and hundreds of other experiences that I had went through was she was completely calm while she did it. And there is nothing scarier than someone who is inflicting that much trauma and pain on another person and can have a completely straight face and look just like as calm as a cucumber. That day, I really did believe that that was it. And I was never going to see my friends again, never going to see my grandma. When I refused to eat the rest of what was left on my plate, I remember her grabbing me by the arm so incredibly hard, I felt like my arm might get torn right off. Within seconds, she was on top of me with her full body weight. My biological mother was a large lady, easily over 240 pounds. My face was pressed into the carpet and I could feel the carpet embedded into my face. It felt like there was less air in the room. Tears started to stream down my face as I gasped for air. With every gasp of air I took, a fish stick and french fry got rammed into my mouth. I was choking. I could not breathe. The entire time, my mother stayed in full calm rage, but almost lost complete control of how much abuse she was putting me through at that moment. When I tell this life event to others, I always say I almost died that day. I almost left this world and would be just another grave with a horrendous story of what happened when no one was looking. I thought I was a goner, and my story was coming to an end. I felt like air would never hit my lungs again, 
but I have someone to thank for the life I currently have because without her, I would not be here to tell this story. A single knock came at the front door. The lady was my aunt and she became so much more than that to me. She became my sister and my lifeline. She had come to pick me up for the movies and was a little earlier than expected. My aunt walked into the house and immediately knew I was in trouble. She knew she walked into something awful. I can never repay her, but will spend the rest of my life saying thank you for saving me then. So I have the life that I do now. As soon as my mother got off of me, I ran to the basement winded, but desperate to get to safety. I locked the basement door and held onto the doorknob for dear life. My mother was a master manipulator. She attempted to pretend like everything was okay, but my aunt knew the truth. My aunt saved my life, or let's say my aunt gave me life away from the people who abused me. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You said your aunt came early. What was it that she saw the day that your life changed? So she had came early to pick me up for the movie, which in our family, no one was allowed to be early. My mom had rest of our family on a very, I don't want to say like strict rules, but it was like, if you're coming to get her at nine, like that's when you come. You don't come at 8.45. And now looking back, I think it was that way. So she had control over what they saw, what they heard, what they were exposed to. And the thing is, she was like a master manipulator. One of the best. Like she probably could have won a Golden Globe or an Emmy. Like she would very much just lay everything out perfect to whoever comes near me or close to any of us. So that day when that was happening, it was early. So there was food on the floor. I had one of these like wooden tables and little kid wooden chairs. It was flipped right over. There was juice on the carpet. If anyone would have walked in, they would have been like, oh, what happened? But the problem was, is that it was that plus I was like half crying, half choking still. And I remember getting up, it was like my biological mom had got up off of me, my auntie came through the door, and it was like this panic, because it was like, I didn't know it was her, I didn't know who was coming through the door, so like I'm getting up, I was quite concerned that it was my dad, because It was like, could this get any worse? I didn't know at the time who was coming through the door. And I remember running 
and going to the basement and holding the door. And I could hear my auntie and she was saying to my mom, like, what is happening? What are you doing? And like really kind of just laying into her. And my mom, calm as a cucumber, saying, oh, no, Katie's just being really silly today just super silly and acting out and like I'm so heartbroken she's acting out like this like all of it very calm manner telling her that it was me that I was the one that was causing the problem and my auntie didn't argue with her that was one thing my auntie knew not to do we're gonna agree with you I'm not gonna argue with you we're gonna agree with you so she calmly agreed with my mom And she said, okay. And I remember her knocking on the basement door and I'm holding that door for dear life because in my head, I knew how bad that was and that I'm going to get it worse. Somehow that was going to be my fault that my auntie showed up early. And I remember her convincing me to let go of the door. And so I did. And I could see it in her eyes. And it was the weirdest thing to just know in that moment, it's going to be okay. And it was the way she looked at me and like my hair was a mess. I had food in my hair, like it was bad. And I knew in that moment it was going to be okay. I don't know how I knew it just, I knew it was going to be okay. And I went with her and I never went back. I never went back. They figured out a plan about where I was going to go and all of that fell into place after. So her intention on coming to get you for the movie was really to take you away from your biological parents. Was that her plan? I don't think so. I think she actually wanted to take me to the movie. I think that was the plan. I think it was one of those moments of she showed up early and at the right time. And if she would have been late, and this is something I talk about lots, like if she would have showed up late, would I have been dead? Because that is a very high possibility. And the thing is, is that she doesn't understand how big of an impact she had on my life. That if that day would have never happened, I have no idea if I'd be here today. She wanted to believe the best in her sister. She wanted to think that her sister can do it. She can have a kid, raise a kid, love a kid. I don't think she wanted to be the person to take me away. And the fact that she did, I know even to this day, she still tries to protect me. It's the most beautiful and cutest thing ever. I always remind her, I'm a grown adult now. I love you so much, but I'm a grown adult. And still to this day, she's like, are you good? Are you okay? How are your kids? Because she was there for me when things were the very, very worst. And I always tell her, Like, I can never pay you back. What you did completely changed my life. Even to today, I don't think she realizes how much of a part she plays in my life. When she took you away from the house, did you actually go to the movie? Mm -mm. So tell me what happened. So we didn't go to the movie because I never got to do anything ever, really. I actually was kind of upset. I'm going to be honest. And it sounds strange, but like, I wanted to. I wanted to get a fountain pop. And I wanted to have popcorn and like, I wanted to go, but I was absolutely in no condition to go to the movies. But after that, we had went to my grandparents and it was like a fast track. What are we going to do? 
who's going to go get her stuff. And it was this whirlwind of events that took place. I switched schools, ended up going to different school. Like everything was this very, we're going to do it as fast as we can. You're going to come live with us. We're going to treat you like our daughter. And that is one thing. It's always been that way. My grandparents very much treat me like I'm theirs, which is so nice. And it was very confusing. It was so confusing, but I was relieved. I was relieved, but I was also so confused about what this looks like. Like, what do I tell people? And as a kid, you want to tell people. You want to tell people, oh, my dad's a firefighter and my mom's a nurse or whatever. And I had to like figure that out, like figure out like, how do I tell the kids in my class that I live with my grandparents? How do I tell them that just anything? Super confusing time for me and a really long time to work through everything and feel like at such a young age that I had importance and value just in this world. I grew up in a household that made me feel like I had zero worth and that I was just a prop. It was really worth nothing. That day, my aunt took me away from the house that had caused me so much harm. And from that moment on, everything changed. No padlock on my bedroom door. No more verbal, physical, or mental abuse. No more starving one day and being force-fed another. My life was about to be normal, which was incredibly exciting and refreshing for me. From that point on, I learned and was surrounded by love. Something I had never experienced, never seen really before. What true love is and what true someone caring about you and that, you know, you get fed. You have breakfast, you have lunch, you have supper. You can go to the bathroom whenever you need. Those are things that I never knew I would ever get. I would ever experience, I would ever have in my life or be part of my story. And that day that she had came early to get me for the movies was the day my life completely changed. I all of a sudden had clothes that were clean, things that people just simply don't realize that were never part of my story. And then all of a sudden it changed. And it was honestly like a shock to the system. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus someone once told me just take all the memories that you have of your childhood and lock them away so you can finally heal truth is i spent most of my life keeping everything locked away so others wouldn't judge critique or spread more hate Just because I left 
my biological parents, like out of their care, I should say, the trauma actually never stopped. It went on through all my middle grade years and very early into me having my first child. My grandparents that raised me really tried to take care of my biological parents after the fact. They tried to help them, support them, everything else. So it really never stopped. And it's this weird situation that I was kind of placed in where I felt like I was the adult. I remember being 10, 12, 14 years old, not living with my biological parents, but very much feeling like I am in this weird position, like I'm raising them. Like I'm in the position of still sometimes having to interact with them, which was really, really hard for me. Very confusing, a little traumatic, to be honest, because there was a lot of big emotions and feelings that I really had a hard time stuffing down and not talking about. And our family, we're all Catholic and we're really big in forgiving people. At this point in your life, have you forgiven them? When I was younger, mm-hmm. when I was a little girl, six, seven, eight, nine in that bracket, I think I wanted to. I think I wanted to forgive them. I wanted to be a normal kid and have a mom and have a dad and live under the same roof as them. So I think I did want to forgive and want them to be that family, to be the white picket fence. Let's go to church on Sunday. Let's go for family picnics. I think I really wanted that. And never having that, I think was really hard. It's totally understandable. At such a young age, how can you forgive? Do you even know how to forgive? I think that would have taken a lot of professional help to work through it. Where are you as an adult now? As an adult, have you been able to forgive them? I don't want to say that I have forgave them because I feel like that would be a lie. I have moved past them. And that's something that I really try to explain to rest of my family, my extended family, Mm -hmm. is that I haven't forgave them, but I've moved past them. We don't spend holidays together. They're not around my kids. I have three children and they've never been around them. And they didn't come to my wedding. I removed them from the equation because I think that I needed to be in a good place. Mm -hmm. What's the difference in forgiving and moving past? I'm just trying to understand it better. No, for sure. The way that I see it is that I think when people forgive, and this is totally my take on it, that they could maybe have a relationship after. If there's forgiveness on both ends and everyone kind of comes to terms with what happened and moving past, I just continued on with my life without them. A lot of people in our immediate family and extended family, I know don't necessarily agree with that decision that I made. And I always tell them that's okay. We don't have to agree. This is what I need to do for myself and for my family and for my kids. And moving on is not about making it simple. It's about making the healthy choice. And for me, that was the healthy choice was to move on with my life and share about what happened and talk about openly about what happened, but just not have a relationship, just to really live my life as now as a mother of three kids and a wife to live our life the very best we can. 
And we can do that without them in the picture. Absolutely. I love that you said, I don't need you to agree with me. This is what I'm doing. And really you can respect it or not. And that's going to dictate y'all's relationship moving forward. What are important lessons to you that you've learned from what you went through that just stand out above all else? The lesson I did learn is to be better than how I was raised and the things that I've experienced in my life, which a lot of people will hear that and be like, well, what does that even mean? And it's just, if you've experienced trauma, heartache, abuse, whatever it may be, you got to go forward with your life and not do those things Mm -hmm. and not be part of the problem, Mm -hmm. be part of the solution, be part of the light that needs to be in the world. Something that I say on the regular, because that's what needs to happen. It's so important. My daughter is our middle child. And I emphasize to her all the time is to be kind, be kind. It doesn't matter if they're mean to you. It doesn't matter if you're getting bullied. I don't want you to experience those things in your life, but you always have to be kind. You Mm -hmm. always have to, because you have no idea what someone else is going through. Throughout my entire life, I've experienced more than what some people will ever experience. As a child, I experienced massive childhood trauma. As an early adult, I was in a horrible domestic violence relationship that nearly took my life. There is so many things that I have experienced that through it all, I've always been kind. And that's what I want my daughter to take because one day she's gonna hear all of this. The biggest padlock was placed on most of my core memories, and I truly thought I was protecting myself by keeping them locked up. A padlock kept me trapped, trapped away from help and the outside world for so long. A padlock is no longer on any of the chapters of my life, and I simply can't wait to share all of those locked away chapters. The healing begins when the story is told. Lots of people are so worried about how everyone's going to see me mm-hmm. if I talk about it. Like, how are they going to see you? And it's like, I don't know. It's going to be okay. And it was something that my grandma, bless her, I love her to pieces. It's really hard for her. It's really, really hard for her to read or see a story in the world of the internet because she believes that kind of old saying, take it to your grave. Mm. She believes that with her whole heart. Like you hold on to it, you bury it, you pray about it but we're not going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm the only one in my family that blogs. I'm the only one that talks about these things. And it's hard for them. It's really, really hard. It's taken a few years for them to slowly adjust to reading things that I share and talk about. But I think a lot of it is that they feel like they're to blame. And they feel bad that they didn't do more or something sooner or quicker or whatever it may be. And I just always remind them, like, you did the best you could. And I'm here and I have this amazing life now. It's not all bad. It's not all dark and sad and everything else. There's a bunch of light in our story. And in my journey in life, yeah, there's been some hard things, but what are you going to do? Everybody has hard. Yeah. And everyone's hard looks different. Mm-hmm. You keep talking about a page that you'd blog on. What's the name of the page for people who maybe want to connect with you? So we share our story openly in the world of Facebook. So a journey for Avery. And then I share also 
things that you don't see on Facebook on a site called Mums Beyond. And that's more of where like my marriage pieces go. Mm -hmm. My husband always says that's the scary part of the internet because he always wonders if other wives are reading about how he doesn't do the dishes (laughs) that happen in marriages. Is there anything on your heart that you want to share with the listeners before we go? I really appreciate this experience. I love having the chance to not only share my story, but also maybe it reaches someone's ear that has experienced something and they can understand or have comfort in knowing that another person went through child abuse, went through a lot of hardships and can come out the other side and make a choice to have a better life, to live a better life, to put light into the world instead of taking it out. And that is something I try so, so hard to do every day is to add light into the world. It looks different every single day. How I do that, some days it's on a personal level with my family and my kids and making my daughter confident and embracing her true self and self-love and all of that and adding light into her life. And some days it's us going and dropping off food at the food bank for families that don't have what we have and recognizing how fortunate we are in this world because not everyone has our life. So adding light into this world, I think is something every person is capable to do, is able to do. It doesn't cost money adding light into the world. And I think if more people did it, how beautiful would everything be? Yes. And you also do it by sharing in real time about your life (laughs) on social media and so that others don't feel alone. It makes them feel seen. I think sometimes it'll even give them more courage. Well, if Katie could share about this abuse that she went through, Surely I can go get help. Surely I can reach out to her and say, what was it that you did, Katie, to take these steps to become so brave? And it really is a domino effect or something that we talk about a lot is Mother Teresa's famous quote about casting her stone into the pond to create many ripples. And you are casting your stone into the social media pond, into the pond of your family, whatever your circle is. And there are so many ripples and so many lives that you touch with what you do that you'll just never simply know because they don't come and tell you, but you know that you're out there and creating that ripple effect and touching so many lives. Thank you so much, Katie. It's been great getting to know your story and how you've turned these hard things that you have gone through and trauma into just so much goodness and helping others and being an advocate for autism and just using your voice. I think more women need to use their voice. Absolutely. I love that you do that. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing a bit of your story with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was just a delight. Oh, I'm glad. I'm so glad. When we lock away the trauma we have had to endure, we cannot move forward. Owning our story is the first step to healing. And if you feel inspired to share your story, go for it. As we do this, not only do we heal our own wounds, but we help others know they are not alone. If you know someone this story might resonate with, send them a link to this episode. Also, tag me on Instagram at Tracy Farron and let me know what part of this story resonated with you the most. The best way to help support this show is to rate, review, and subscribe. Your support means everything. Until next time, 
Rock Your Kindness. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.